man, I'm not cut up for this. But you fix the Cerritos all the time. Yeah, but this is different. We're talking about a fancy cruiser stuffed with puffy monarchs. I, I'm gonna go tell Billups he should use someone else. No, you belong there as much as anyone else. You need to get outside your comfort zone. But I love my zone. It's so comfortable. So you'll really turn down working on a whole new engine? Uh, well, it would be nice to see how the other half channels their antimatter. That's the ticket. Just ignore all the fancy gowns and make sure not to say anything rude. Be careful how you stand. Oh, and you should definitely learn how to curtsy. Pride, a gay Star Trek podcast. My name is Mike. I am one of your hosts, and with me is Johnson. Hey, Johnson. Hey, Mike. How's How it going? Good. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. We are halfway through the week, thankfully. And uh, here We're we are. There. What we a week. Are getting there. It has been a, a very uh, interesting week. Yeah. Yeah. Lots, lots going on. You have a, you have a lot going on in your life. I do. Uh, yeah, we do. And um, and now, so don't you. Well, potentially, right? So, yes, which we can discuss more in length at our later segment. But yeah. I, I mean, I don't know if I have as much going on as you guys do. It's like, you know, I think it's for me, it's more along more along the lines of it's kind of our my baseline, which is just busy but adding on some additional things to it, but nothing crazy. Yeah, no, yeah. Uh, things are, yeah, things are But wait, are wait until we have uh, two episodes of Star Trek a week to watch, then I'll have a lot going on. That is true, yeah. We'll, uh, uh, I'm, I'm excited, yeah, well, you know, first of all, fall is here. Yes, uh, I love fall. The, I, I am, I'm- I yeah, went outside I'm, today, I was like, <gasps> So crisp. I could use yeah. a nice jacket. Well, I ran this morning and uh This is perfect was... running weather then. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, it really isn't bad. Uh it, you know, it's slightly on the cool side, but um yeah, I you know, I prefer to run in the mid 60s and I think it was kind of like the low 60s. Low 60s, high 50s. So, um but yeah, no, it's uh, fall is here uh, for real now. And mm. uh, oh, you know, yesterday was the 34th anniversary of Next Generation. 34th anniversary. OK. Yeah. Well, the premiere next the, the Star Trek Next Generation premiered 34 years ago yesterday, Okay. Uh, September 28th, 1987. OK, cool. Yeah, so uh, that happened, and uh, yeah, and we're thirty-four years later, and we've got more Picard coming. We've got a lot of Star Trek coming. I know we have so much Star Trek coming. I said this before, I'll say it again. A lot of time to be alive as a Star Trek fan. Yeah, it is. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot, and yeah, and the book series, you know, I, I've started reading Coda book one from Oh, yeah. How is it so far? Dane Ward. It's, it's uh, got some press. 
but well, yeah it's getting a lot yeah. of press actually yeah uh it's it's good it's uh you know there's some uh wesley is in this and uh so that's been kind of interesting so yeah i'm uh i'm getting into that and mm -hmm. uh yeah, it's it's uh, I don't I you know, I haven't followed the book series. Extensively, uh, you know, we, we read I know Destiny. that's why I was kind of curious about reading it. But honestly, I think the only the only trilogy I've read that's part of this new chronology of books is probably Destiny. Destiny, right? Yeah, we both it. read Destiny. Yeah. And then there are, and that was a while like, ago. There's that was been a while, while ago, and there's been a bunch of books, like I think what Typhon's Pact or something. That was another series. Yeah, the Fall. There, there's um, a whole bunch. Yeah. So, so I was like, there's so many. Well, they gaps. did some. So they did summarize a lot of it in the beginning of this, and uh, so there. Yeah. What I really like about Dayton's writing is that he is he fills in the gaps for you, so you don't necessarily feel lost mm -hmm. uh so that's good uh because it'll be asking for a lot you know i mean there's I mean? a lot of strings so there's the temporal the temporal uh investigations team mm -hmm. uh the department of temporal investigations or whatever that's involved in here you okay. know the, rel the relativity is involved okay there's wesley there's an alternate um timeline that actually i think is been erased i don't know like there's a lot of there's a lot of uh different things and now we're on the titan uh we're on the enterprise e so it's just yeah there's a lot of uh you know so far it's making sense i'm not too confused okay uh and, and it's enjoyable uh you know it's you know if you have a if you have an interest in it or you know and i've read a few of the later later books you know i've read I've read uh, Collateral Damage, which is a Picard, uh, which is a Next Generation novel, maybe even by Dayton Ward. I can't remember who wrote it, uh, but that that came after the Typhon Pact and all of that stuff. So, um, and I read it because it came out right around, right before Picard did. Like it was sort of like a Picard-ish novel, and I was like, oh, I'll just oh. read it listen to it and it was good uh but uh so it's picking up a lot of a lot of strings and they're tying up tying off a lot of interesting storylines that they've created over the last 20 years so mm -hmm. um yeah so it's it's all making sense it's interesting uh and uh we'll see what happens but, okay i guess you can let me know if it's worth reading yeah, I already think it's worth reading. I mean, oh, I don't, you know, I think I think it's, you know, I think it'll be fascinating to see how all the timelines kind of get resolved. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of a mess, but yeah, I mean, they, you know, I 20 years worth of literature where we didn't have any Star Trek, basically. Right. Uh, so, you know, it's that means uh, it deviated quite a bit. Well, when did I mean, is it 20 years? I mean, when when did uh did we leave off at Nemesis Nemesis was where we left everything off. Yeah. In terms of in terms of canon. Yeah, and that's or, like 15 years ago, right? Or something like that. Uh, 2006, yeah. maybe. Um yeah, I guess I mean over basically over a decade's worth, at least. A decade's worth of yeah, books. much more than that, yeah. Yeah, I think. And then 
yeah and before nemesis was void when you know whenever voyager wrapped up so you know voyager and then the next gen movies yeah so but in between all of those things i think in that same time frame when they, those were still running they were still doing some literary stuff and yeah but then know. was it with destiny or was it some other books where they started to try to make the book series more because before it was just like you know it's like whoever wrote whatever it's, they didn't have to tie together right. and then they made a concerted effort to kind of unify the novels in terms of some sort of consistent chronology yeah i mean you know? destiny kind of pulled in i mean they they had so they had the whole deep space nine piece of it mm -hmm. um, and then they had the next generation piece of it and then voyager and they sort of pulled some of it together like dax became part of the next generation piece in the you know as captain of the aventine and mm -hmm. um you know then there was destiny which was i think kind of the first pulling together of a lot of strings yeah um and yeah they they took it from there they did a lot of crossover big crossovers i could, and... I could use a powerpoint yeah, I mean, if you, yeah, it's it's a lot, but I mean, wow. essentially they're wrapping it up, and I think they've got they've got three of the best authors doing this. So, um, David Mack, James Swallow, and Dayton Ward. So they're they're bringing, they've written a lot of these books and right. are bringing it to you a conclusion. So, yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's it, I think it's good. I you know I I feel like this is this is sort of the Destiny trilogy that wraps it all up. Like right. I, I really, you know, we really enjoy Destiny, the Destiny trilogy. So, mm -hmm. um, I think that this wraps up because it was it was so epic. It was yeah. like everything, yeah, yeah. So, so definitely, you know, I definitely, I, I've already, I'm, I don't even know how far I'm through it, but I, I'm enjoying it, and I think it's, okay. uh, it's, uh, it's worth picking up. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. Cool. So, well, uh, we have that recommendation for our viewers. There listeners whatever. yeah definitely yeah i mean dayton ward's one of the best star trek writers out there to be honest you know so mm -hmm. um you know i i i you know he's been on the truck geeks podcast uh several of the podcasts so he's you know he's uh he's kind of a friend of, the, friend of the friend of the network and family so mm -hmm. but uh but he's also an incredible writer and he actually you know he began writing for star trek when they ran the strange new worlds uh contest he was the winner of book one oh. of the very first strange new worlds oh cool so yeah i remember reading his first short story that was in there i didn't pick that up i know uh, i know what you're talking about i didn't yeah yeah so yeah so that's uh you know and then i while i was doing work this afternoon i was watching a little into darkness and uh <laughs> which i still have only seen one time Oh yeah, I mean it's good. Yeah. I mean, and it, is that Netflix? Know, it is not. I Paramount Plus. I actually I bought it through uh, oh. iTunes, so oh, okay. I don't I don't know where it, the the first Star Trek is on Netflix. Star Trek two thousand nine is on Netflix. Okay. Um, but I don't know. I didn't look further after I realized that it wasn't in Netflix. I didn't actually go and check Paramount, but I just sure. jumped over. I knew I'd purchased it a long time ago. So. Okay, got it. Got it. Anyway, so that's anyway. what I've been watching, other than uh, Lower Decks, which is um, 
which is good. You know, I think this week it's good, good episode. So, yeah, should we get into this this week's episode then of Lower Decks? Yeah, let's God. let's talk about Lower Decks episode seven, where pleasant fountains lie. Great. Boimler, no! You are too late! Agabus reigns! With this ship's materials, I will produce a whole fleet of murder drones! This planet, nay, this system, will be mine! <laughs> you fool! You trusted me! <laughs> nah, I used you. What? Uh, I've been using your power cell to send a distress signal. You were too busy scheming to notice. You've been boimed. You plug me into the navigation console. I control this ship. <laughs> Buddy, we're not even near the nav console. All you control is the dimmer switch. But I... I... Boimes, what? No, I totally thought you were siding with this thing. Yeah, sorry I lied and stunned you. I just needed him to trust me so he'd let me access his battery. Oh, look at you. Who's the evil computer now, huh? You dare mock Agamus? I shall... I shall blind you. So, Johnson, what did you think of this episode? Yeah, I like this episode. Yeah, I um, I definitely thought that it was stronger than the previous week's episode. And I also appreciate the fact that there that we only have basically two major storylines. I think it's two and a half, maybe, but it's it's really just two. And I thought that that served this episode well because we didn't have to like check in with like a zone different you know a zone different places and yeah i like both of them i thought they were both strong storylines i thought that the boimler mariner and jeffrey combs <laughs> what's the name of the evil computer agamus a- agamus whatever yeah, agamus yeah first of all it was great to have jeffrey combs i i don't know why he's not on like any of the new series. Like I feel that he needs to guest star and honestly with makeup, whatever he's, you know, you you can't tell he's always under makeup. Like it's not like, Oh, he's a so much. It's like, you know, he can play whatever character, you know? True. True. Yeah. I would love to see him back uh, like on any of the series, honestly, because he can, I feel he can do no wrong with the characters that he plays. Um, this is obviously he's he's in an animated series and it's really just his voice. But it was still really nice just to have him just on the show. And his his voice is so recognizable that it was just great for him to be there. Um, yeah, I, I felt that the Boiler Mariner plot, um, other than the Jeffrey Combs guest starring of it all, I thought that it was good. I got annoyed at Mariner because, well, you know, the, the part where Agamus shows Boimler that basically Mariner went to Ransom and just told Ransom that Boimler wasn't ready for the mission that he was going to go on. At first, I wasn't sure if that was being like made up. Like, you know, if it was, you know, I wasn't sure about that. And um, I had to, you know, kind of think about that. But it seems like because Mariner didn't deny it, I guess it did happen. So I was kind of annoyed that Mariner did that. I was, that was kind of, that was kind of surprising. And I would actually like to see there to be repercussions from that, uh, from a character development standpoint, because I think that that is, 
that I think that's an interesting plot point where essentially Mariner underestimated Boimler. Not only underestimated Boimler, but you know, basically going to his boss and being like, hey, he's actually not ready for what you assigned him. That's like not good. You know, that's like basically, you know, you if 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 another employee at my work went to my boss and said, I don't think you should assign Johnson this job, like that is not good. You know, I'll be so fucking pissed off. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I agree. You know, that's not actually okay. And I feel like that wasn't really resolved in the episode. Like, you know, like we we got the scene where Mariner's like, oh, you know, like when you know, when when it turns out that Boyman was kind of tricking Agamemnon, Ag- sorry, or whatever, you know, that he was like kind of playing along the whole time. Mariner recognizes that Boimler actually did a great job, but I don't really feel that we resolve fully resolve the fact that Mariner went behind his back, you know? So I feel, I, I, I kind of hope that there's more to that. Why I don't need more of is more like back and forth about Boimler being on the Titan. I am like, I'm, I feel that we've, again, this is, I don't, we kind of going, we kind of keep on going back to the same well in this season, I think. Um, so I'm like, I feel like we can move past that a little bit. I feel that if we want to develop this whole plot line where it's Mariner kind of underestimating Boimler and Boimler kind of growing into his own, you know, like, that's fine, but I don't need, we don't need the back and forth tit for tat for like, you know, you went to the Titan. Oh my God, the Titan, you know, like that's getting tiresome for me. Um, so yeah, I don't know what your thoughts are about that. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, I think overall, I think that this season is a little bit uh, rougher around the edges than the first season. Yeah, a little. Uh, bit. You know, it's it's pretty wild, uh, widely believed that the first season of Lower Decks is probably one of the best first seasons yeah, of agree. any Star Trek series ever. And uh, you know, I think they're i i I feel like they're suffering from some sophomore slump here. A little bit, yeah. Because there uh, were there have been a few episodes. That, I mean, you know, I think you and I actually would agree on this. There are, there have been a few episodes where like, ah, that wasn't that great an episode. Meanwhile, yeah, I think yeah. season one, it was almost every episode we we thought was really good. Yeah, you know, good and not great. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I think that that's what we're struggling with this season is that it's trying to find its footing. I think that you know, the resolution of bringing Brad Boimler back from the Titan was, you know, was, you know, it's been done before. I mean, this was Mm -hmm. definitely a different take. I didn't mind it. Uh, But I think, yeah, we've gone back and forth over Mariner feeling uh, slighted because he left and then resolving it to some extent and then bringing it back up the next week. Like we can't seem to get over some things that seem resolved and then there are other things that aren't resolved that like this whole you know like her going to ransom and getting boimler reassigned i i think that i think we've pointed out more often than not this season that there are some unresolved things there are a lot of things left on the table Mm -hmm. and the stuff that we are given to watch and listen to and and see are uh things that are kind of repetitive in a lot of ways. Yeah. yeah, like we talked about this last episode, it took us a while to address, for just one example, address that Rutherford lost a year of his memories. You know, like yeah. we touched on it in episode one of this season and then five episodes later, 
you know, we, we talk about it again. Otherwise it's kind of just left out there. Um, but it's like, why, you know, why, why kind of leave it out there? Why not kind of address it and evolve it? Um, and instead kind of just dip back into just old, you know, old, old interactions, like old things like that, I guess. Yeah. I think I, I, and I, you know, I'm worried in the sense of we we're calling this show lower decks and we've seen a lot of upper decker storylines this mm-hmm. season. And also you have to, you know, one of my things about this week is you see Boimler kind of grow in this episode, despite, yeah. despite being undermined by Mariner, uh, and having to take this assignment, uh, you see him actually be pretty crafty and, you know, stand up to Mariner and shoot her, actually stun her. Right. And, uh, you know, trick Agamus into giving the power to, to send a message for rescue, which is brilliant. And you've also seen him grow, uh, when he last week, when he did the red shirt, joined the red shirts. And then mm-hmm. all the red shirts thought all they had to do is like give great speeches and, you know, inspire people. And Boimler was a person who took action and, uh, and saved the day. So I think that what we're going to run up against is, you know, at some point, Brad is going to get promoted to Lieutenant junior grade. He's going to have to, I mean, he's showing all the signs of, of being, uh, you know, and, and of being, uh, an, an above average Starfleet officer. And, Mm -hmm. So what do you do at that point, you know, and, and, and the joke is, I guess the joke, and I put air quotes around the joke has been like, why is Mariner consistently doing some amazing things, but then also doing stupid things that keep her as an ensign, like, well, the, she the, self-sabotages, right? Like she doesn't yeah, want she to, does, absolutely. Yeah. You know, she, and, the, and it doesn't, doesn't want to kind of go become an upper checker. We've explored that a little bit, you know, yeah. but she shouldn't be preventing someone else from you know like she shouldn't be especially in this case self-sabotage all day but you know she's sabotaging boimler's career right yeah that's not okay that's not okay and i you know i think so there are you know we're kind of pressing on some places where this isn't great starfleet behavior uh and you know so i i think it's really wildly inconsistent and you know i love the i love the you know i love the characters Mm. i love the actors who voice them i think this is a great cast and i i feel like we're and maybe maybe this maybe what we're missing or what maybe what's what they're doing is this this is really episodic comedic tv and we're just supposed Mm -hmm. to forget that we watched it last week and and just watch it for the episodic nature of it even though they you know maybe we're maybe that's the whole point we're just sort of supposed to forget what happened last week and a la next generation right you, you know that you know but we're every other show that's on is a serialized show so it's just it's hard to but we're still getting these like character arcs you know it's not like even though there might not be a serialized narrative or big mystery of the season we're still i think we're still being given these character growth arcs it's just i don't know if we're kind of staying one place or we feel or i don't know if like you know like because the uh 
but you kind of, you know, you, you kind of talked about it. Like the show is called Lower Decks. So do we feel like all these major characters need to stay as ensigns for the entire run? Like, I don't know. You know, I hope that's yeah. not. Yeah, right. Exactly. Like, like that's like not practical. Um, they can't say ensigns for like six, seven years. That's not, that's not going to work. Right. Yeah, exactly. You know, and, and I hope we're not going to be put in that kind of situation where they feel like, you know, it's like Veep. You know, this is a good reminder. I don't know if you watched all of Veep. Did you watch all of Veep? I've not watched all of Veep, no. Okay. Well, at some point, Salia Maya becomes president. And then yeah, there, were, know, yeah. there was like this joke where it's like, should this show still be called Veep if she's the president? Um, and it was fine. You know, it's, you know, we shouldn't, I, I don't think that we should. Hopefully, Mike Man doesn't feel like, oh, he needs to make sure that everyone, you know, stays junior just to make sure that we are aligning with the name of the show, you know? Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, it's, there's also an opportunity to create additional characters. Right. Or, uh, and also to see these characters come back in a way, you know, as lieutenants or whatever. I think that, um, you know, I feel like, and and this is, I feel like the struggle with this is really on Mariner and Boimler. I don't really feel this way quite a, quite as much about Tendi and Rutherford. Mm. I think that they're both kind of happy with what they're doing and, you know, aren't really obviously looking for promotion or, right. you know, uh, so there's that, uh, that aspect of it. So I, I think at some point we're going to have to, they're going to have to figure this out um, no. and, and find a new balance. And, you know, so what if it's called lower decks? It's still, you know, it's, you know, yeah. I, I feel like we're also missing some of the comedic value of it too. I think like the comedy is different. I feel like it's not quite as funny. Uh, it's, it's still enjoyable. It's still enjoyable Star Trek. I think that this is one of my favorite episodes of the season because, you know, we have a ship, you know, an alien ship. We have some mystery. I really did feel like, oh my gosh, did they just kill Rutherford? You know, we had, you know, right. You know, I was like, so no, they couldn't have done that i was yeah, like he like no. just came back right know? yeah exactly i mean it's just uh you know and and actually rutherford kind of comments to attendees like you know we have to you, you know when you're in starfleet you kind of have to face these life and death things all the time and it you know it's right. sort of a joke and you know it sort of comes back to what we dealt with with shacks mm -hmm. um so it was but for you know for a couple of minutes i was like wow they did they really just kill rutherford again yeah that'd be interesting uh or not again but you know what i mean like right uh you know there right. was definitely know. you know that's actually you know there was I, I was bought into that that piece of the story like you know uh you see them see them all in shock over the the loss of rutherford and um right. You know, Tendi Tendi comes to the rescue and finds him. But uh, you know, the other interesting part of this story too is this admiration, this kind of awkward, like which we we saw. If you remember when uh, back in season one, we saw a little bit of this with uh, on the hollow deck. Remember, Rutherford kind of uh, being romantic with with Billups, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and so there's also still that that little string of a story somewhere in there. 
about some sort of unrequited love or, you know, obviously they can't because they have a reporting relationship and that would be awkward and, and not really allowed. But um, so there's still a little bit of that. And I kind of like that. I mean, it's pretty clear. I mm-hmm. think that Billups is probably gay. And uh, is it? And I feel like Rutherford is also probably gay. And are they? Uh, I, I really feel like there's there's some, you know, closeness there that, I, you know, I don't know what they're going to do with it or if anything or whether we're just sort of kind of like. Oh, that's interesting. I I uh, I didn't really get that sense. I don't really get that sense, but I can yeah, see where you're coming from. It's definitely, you know, we we definitely saw it in the end of the holodeck episode, right? You know, where they're kind of like there's something going on there. Um, I, I think it's just the holodeck character. So I don't think, it's right. Like, you know, I need to go back to that. I know I kind of know what you're talking about, but I need to go back to kind of like, yeah, just that, but I think that that's something like a, a theme there too. And, and also this is the first Billup story we've had all season. Yeah, no, that was interesting. I'm kind of glad we got a little bit that, that story was a little bit funnier because we had some like cute lines yeah, like from especially from Rutherford, like when Tendy was like asked, like telling him that he needs to get out of his comfort zone, he was like, "I love my zone. It's so comfortable." That was just really yeah. cute. Yeah, that was. Um, yeah. Or like, and then obviously there was like some innuendo when you know when Rutherford was trying to stop Bill from having sex, and he was like, "Did his kingdom come?" Or it was yeah, stupid. Yeah. It was silly, but yeah, you know, it, I I still thought because I think. With Rutherford, because Rutherford is a character, he says these things, and it, out of anyone else's mouth, it's kind of cheesy or corny. But he says it with this like kind of like naivete and innocence that like it's just funny. I think it's he has really great delivery. Yeah. Um, so it is funny that way. But I, I did th- I did find that storyline to be like funnier than what's going on with Mariner and and uh, Boimler. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, I think this was a, you know, fairly complex episode uh, in a good way, like a lot of little, a lot of things going on. Um, But yeah, I think there's some things that some of it's a little bit repetitive, but um, yeah, I thought it was an overall, overall a good episode. Yeah. And, um, you know, I like the the whole, the whole thing with Phyllis's background and his mom (laughs) his overbearing mother um, and the, the fantasy ship. Like that was just, it was just interesting. It was a little bit, a little bit different. Yeah, it was. I, I, I thought it was really uh, inventive and, uh, and kind of, yeah, it was cool to get his background and uh, yeah, I definitely think I, I, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I, I have this feeling that Billups is gay and um, which is totally he might be right. I mean, like, well, he was going to quote unquote have sex with, you know, I mean, it seemed like a polyamorous kind of deal. Yeah. Um, so maybe they were kind of giving him options, like, yeah, you know, right. yeah. I suppose. Um, or just, they just wanted him to have a threesome, I guess. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't know. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll explore that. I mean, I don't think we're gonna get any more of that this season, but maybe that's something right. we'll explore a later season. Yeah, you know, there's definitely some 
you know, I, I think there's some things that if we dig a little deeper and stop going to the same well with the same sort of things. And, and also, I think there needs to be some consequences. I think that what Mariner did was yeah, no, pretty, okay. pretty un, uh, unacceptable. And I think that there needs to be some consequences to that. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. Um, and going back to what you're saying about Rutherford, it would be interesting if he was gay because I feel Tendi likes him, maybe. Right. Yeah, yeah. And that would be interesting. Um, you know, I that would be complicated, but it would be kind of interesting because, like, you know, obviously they're friends, but I think we've gotten hints that Tendi definitely feels something more than just friendship for Rutherford. Yeah. Um, I feel we. I feel we haven't gotten as much of that though, like you know, uh, on Rutherford's end. Right, it isn't reciprocated in yeah. that way at all. Um, that's also why I feel like, but every time you put Billups and him together, he's like happy, and it's just there's something about that, and I so I think that there's definitely. Well, Rutherford did also date what's her, what's her face, the Trill. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. So maybe I could be completely wrong, which is totally fine. But uh, yeah. I think but I do think if, if anything, it's probably I mean, it, it may be unrequited, you know, like yeah. it, it might be just one way, which which would be interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah. We'll see. We'll see where that goes. But they're definitely like dragging it out. It's It's taking its time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, so we got three episodes left and uh We've got a Borg storyline somewhere in there. Uh, well, that's next week. It looks like it's like a training sim. Oh, right, right, right. So we'll have to see if that's actually the case. or. And I don't know. So I don't know if I brought this up before or not. There's been it. I don't remember. I think either a couple episodes ago mm-hmm. there, I would have to actually, I'd have to go back to the beginning of the season just to see when this was added. But if you look at the opening credits, the scene where the Borg and the Romulans are fighting uh-huh. changed from last season. And right. the, the, um, there are packlets there too. There are packlets. But in the last couple of episodes, I don't know if you've noticed this, there are now Klingons. What? Yeah. No. I need to okay. rewatch the opening credits. Yeah, you have to watch the opening credits. I'm pretty sure they're Klingon Bird of Praise. And oh. one of them gets destroyed as it. Uh, attacks the Borg cube, and I think there's another one in the in the scene. So, oh. uh, yeah. So that and that's definitely something I don't think was there earlier in the season. I think I noticed it at first last week and forgot to mention it. Maybe I noticed it two episodes ago. So I'll have to go back and see which episode mm-hmm. that kind of added into. But uh, so I'm I'm hoping that the Borg are not a training simulation, and we do get kind of some. I don't know. I think it's probably a training sim. Yeah, maybe. But, uh, you know, I'm hoping we're working up to something momentous for the season finale. Well, Mike McMahon has been saying that the last three episodes are like epic or something. So we'll see. Okay. All right. Well, that's good. Um, I hope that we, uh, I hope that that is the case. And I hope it's, uh, I hope it's new stuff. I hope that we're not going to see some repetitive themes. Um, I mean, the Titan is probably going to come back. I mean, possibly. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw, was it Bill Boimler? Will Boimler? 
Will Boimler, yeah. Uh, uh, I, you know, I, yeah, I could live without that, really. I, I I hope that this really does kind of come down to something with the Cerritos. And um, yeah, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. I mean, it's clear that the Titan is in the sector. So the same sector as the Cerritos. So that's sort of been a, a common thing. So mm-hmm. um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm anxious, but I'm, I'm glad that th- this was a good episode. Yeah, there are some definitely unresolved things, uh, issues in this episode that we need to figure out. And I, I hope that they'll deal with. Uh, but, you know, we'll we'll see. Yeah. Cool. Anything yeah. else when it comes to what's the no. name of the episode? I, I think <laughs> that's a... where pleasant fountains lie. Oh, you know, there is the one big thing. Are you a black licorice fan or no? Oh god. I, I hate licorice. Okay. So I'm not same. Black licorice is evil and from the devil as far as yeah, I'm not I'm not a fan. Uh so that was a, another trope in there. But anyway, yeah, so that's uh that wraps up this episode of lower decks and uh now how about we take a quick visit down to see deanna and uh do a little bit of dishing with deanna yeah sounds good come in hi you got a minute sure Cool. So, so Mike, know... what's been? Oh, are you asking me first? Or oh yeah, asking... no, it's your. Yeah, you. You know, um, I I often leave these off, so I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you to. Uh, oh, okay. What's going on in your neck of the woods? What uh, you know, there's there's a lot going on. Yeah, uh, I may have gotten a head injury this week. Yes. Um, because yeah, I, I was sharing with you. I like um, I was stupid because i was working out on sunday night and i i fell off my pull-up bar and i hit my head and i may or may not have lost consciousness i am not sure um but i definitely like was on the floor and was like stunned for a second and um i'm fine i'm not dying i don't think i'm dying um and i had like a headache afterwards and it's it's almost gone but Dennis was saying that I might have had like a, you know, a minor concussion. What, and it usually, if that's the case, it takes like a week or something to like fully recover, a week or two to fully recover. So that was dumb. Um, I would yeah, advise a people little, to... A little scary. No? Um, a little bit, yeah. No, and I was saying to you, <laughs> I was saying to you that if, you know, it made me think like, oh, if I died, like they would have found my body like days later. Um, and I was saying that this is, you know, the perils of living alone, where yeah, yeah. if you are injured or something along those lines, like no one knows until who knows, like the next day, or if it's the beginning of the weekend and you don't have plans, who knows, you know, like you could be dead for days. So I think given that we talk almost every day, we and- don't really talk on weekends, though, we don't really stock on weekends. And you, do you want to know why? Because you're busy social life. Yeah, but you're not by, you know, the thing is like the weekdays we're both by our computers. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, yes. we're just like slacking. Yes. But weekends, you're not by your computer all the time, you know, or you're not like. Not as much. Or, yeah, not as much anymore. And so, uh, yeah, 
but also you know you are you have uh booked up your your meals for the weekend well in <laughs> advance i mean we what did you know dennis reached out about a dinner three weeks from now and you're like nope i've got plans yeah uh and i was like october's booked i that's that's crazy there's no reason why october so let's talk so this brings up a great question mm -hmm. tied to some other things that are going on in your life right so true or not true uh you signed up for a matchmaking service i did so yeah this was the you know the head injury was definitely not a catalyst for this i was already um think i've been thinking about doing this and i promised a friend of mine that i would do it like by oh another friend not different friend friends yeah. that are in our group but another friend. yeah another friend i guess he was he's been really pressing me about it so i promised that i would basically do it it just so happened to coincide with you know this this injury <laughs> where it was it was definitely not time that way. It just so happened uh, that right. way. Um, and uh, so, yes. Yeah, so Monday, the next day I, I signed up because I was originally going to sign up Sunday, but then I was like, I was looking into it and they were like, you basically get charged immediately when you sign up. So right, I was like, well, yeah. I'm not working on Sunday. So I'm going to sign up Monday. Yep. So I signed up Monday and then they sent me a survey. And right. it was, you know, so I signed up for, uh, for, for the listeners that are curious, it's it's a gay matchmaking service. It's, it's called Gay Equation. I was debating between Gay Equation and Talkify. Talkify is actually a pretty big one, but they mostly serve straight clientele. Right. But because they're pretty big, they also have LGBTQ clientele. But then I was like, oh, like it might be better if I go for one that is specifically for LGBTQ audiences. In this case, it's for it's mostly for gay men. So I was like, okay, let me try this. And price point wise, it's similar. It's like, it's not cheap by any means. It's, like, it's an investment. You know, yeah. it's $200 a month. Yeah. Um, so I, 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 I signed up, they sent me a survey and it was interesting. Like they, you know, it, it's definitely geared towards gay men because they're, it's not the longest survey I've done, but they definitely ask you a lot of questions like, you know, what's your position, like top, bottom, okay. verse, whatever, yeah. whatever. Yep. Uh, they asked like your body type, your preferred body type. Um, do you have any fetishes? I had to think about that one a little bit because <laughs> I mean, I talked to you uh, and a few other folks about this. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know if I have, I, I've left it blank because I was like, I don't want, I don't, because there's context to it. So I didn't want to be like, oh, you know, I'm kind of into. Yeah, right. Yeah, you know, of course. Um, a little bit into, you know, leather. But that's a very broad, you know, that's very a broad scale. Like, yeah, I'm not into like leather parties. But hey, if you wear a harness, that can be kind of hot. You know, like I, you know, but there's such a scale to it that I was like, you know what? I'm just going to blank because if I put anything here, and there isn't like more context, they might think that I'm real. I'm like really into something. So yeah, exactly. I let that be I a conversation. Um, so yeah, I fill out the <laughs> fill out the survey, and I uh, am waiting for the matchmaker to reach out to me because it's there. There's supposed to be like a follow up ninety minute interview. 
Yeah, I would think so. And I guess they'll kind of dig into your responses a little bit um, and then kind of get an idea of, you know, what you're looking for, what, because the survey is not perfect because there's like, for example, I, I think I mentioned this to you. There's a question about like, you know, in terms of who you might be interested in, tattoos, right? And it's multiple right. choice. So there are some questions that are multiple choice and some questions where you can select multiple options. Okay. And in a tattoo case, it was multiple choice. So you can't pick. So they have like none, some, um, a lot, you know, like the scale. Yeah. Yeah, and no. I was like, you know, I don't object to some tattoos, but I'm also cool with no tattoos. Like, I think that might be my preference, but if they have a couple of tattoos, that's okay. But I don't want like head to toe. Um, but I couldn't choose like none or some, you know, like, so there's some, there were some questions like that where I was like, oh, like, you know, I picked none in that case, but it makes me sound like a total prude where I was like, no, no tattoos at all. You know, so there's nuance to some of the questions that I wasn't able to articulate in the survey that I would imagine the matchmaker would try to like understand a little bit more, but we'll see. I haven't, this conversation hasn't happened yet. <laughs> so, yeah. So, you know, my, you know, I, I'm super proud of you actually taking this step. So that's great. Uh, we've been talking about it for so long and you're, you're finally doing it, which is awesome. Uh, my question, my thought is, you know, I, we can't even book a dinner with you three weeks out and you uh -huh. have already said October is already filled. <laughs> uh -huh. I, I, you know, my concern is like, when it comes to scheduling these dates, you know, I, I honestly think you're going to have to bail on or explain to some of your friends, like, I really need to fit a date in here and I'm going to have to reschedule. And my question is, are you prepared to do that? Yeah, I mean, you know, my I've done, I've gone on dates before. It's happened. It's, I've managed to do it. There are definitely yeah, days that are flexible. Yes, but uh, yeah. I think that you you and as we said earlier, you know, we don't talk a lot on the weekends because you're you're very you're out and about. You're right. you have lunch and dinner plans. Yeah, you have dinner plans Friday night, lunch and dinner plans on Saturday and Sunday. I mean, there's no room in there. I mean, uh -huh. you're uh, you're very uh, sociable on the weekends, and so well, you, you know, are, I can fit in like a coffee or something like that. Yeah, I mean, I I think you need to be prepared to like update your friends and say, listen, I, I let's we're gonna have to reschedule. I I really do need to, you know, sure. because you are you are investing in this matchmaking service, and I think, you know, in the past you've had other challenges. Not this isn't like attacking you. I'm saying you've had other challenges where you've gone back and forth with someone and been like, well, right. I'm not busy. I'm busy that night, you know. So I think like this time around this is a little bit different because you spent money on this right you need to say okay actually i i'm going to cancel on such and such and because that's the only night that this other guy can you know there just needs to be some sure. flexibility and you're gonna have to like explain to people like listen this is i i need to rebook this or can we can we right. move this to another time and i think that yeah, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but, it, I, but I the, the service is guaranteeing you two dates a month, right? So, so no, so. it's two matches a month. Okay. So which means, you know, they meet all the parameters that you so I was very picky, like with 
Sure. The because I'm like, look, if I'm paying two hundred dollars a month for this matchmaking service, then I can be very picky with my parameters. So yeah. they guarantee two matches, which essentially, I believe, basically just means that they find someone that matches all your parameters, and you like them, and they like you. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. I probably should have looked into this, but they're all kind of similar. They're all kind of like you know, X number of matches per month. Yeah. So they guarantee the matches, but they don't necessarily guarantee like, oh, you'll go on the three dates. They don't do that. Yeah. But um, they will facil- they have to facilitate the date um, yeah, right. to make sure it happens. Yes. Um, but the only thing they actually guarantee is the match. Okay. So. All right. Well, so that's a that's a big move on your part. I am I'm excited to see where this goes and... Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, um, it's definitely development. So this week, yes, my head injury is big news. Um, hopefully I don't have brain damage and, <laughs> and um, yes, uh, yes. that me investing in my dating life before I turn 40. I guess. There you go. So, so yeah. Um, but those, I think those are pretty big developments for me. They are pretty big happenings. Yeah. Otherwise, yes. everything else is the same um, for the most part. I, uh, I, yeah, work, work is the same. Work is just busy all around. My social life is busy, busy all around. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Well, what about you? I know you have a lot going on too. Yeah, uh, I, I think the big news leading off is that probably by next week's episode, we will have a dog as part yeah, of the family. Very so, exciting. Uh, yeah. So we've that's we've, a big deal. It is a big deal. Yeah. I mean, we so we 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 dog sat a coworker's dog for a couple of nights, mm-hmm. and Dennis really liked coming home, and he would go right over to Mercy and say hi to her and pick her up and. You know, oh. spend some time with her, and he, you know, kind of rekindled this idea in him. And um, I've always imagined us having having a dog at some point in our in our life. So uh, the fact that this the dog is coming before the adoption of a kid is totally fine, and, right. and maybe maybe that's part of the process. I don't know. Uh, so yeah, so that's sort of big news. So I think you know we've talked about it we're moving closer to it and i think between tonight and tomorrow we are actually going to like we have to order stuff to get delivered um because but you haven't put money on the dog yet right you haven't put money right so we we need to put a deposit down on a dog that we both agree with and and make sure that there's some option that when we meet the dog we could get the money back if it if it's just not the right fit or whatever you know Right. which I doubt that there will be that problem. Well, but, you never know. There needs to be a personality fit. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so yeah, so, you know, we have to do that. And then I think, you know, picking up a dog is one thing, but, you know, having all the things that you need for the dog, uh, you know, is another thing. So we need to do some ordering of stuff too, if we're, we're actually going to do this. So, um, right. Because we are going away this weekend. Uh, Dennis is doing a medical conference and uh, I'm going with him and working remotely. So mm-hmm. um, so we're going to pick up the dog on the way back. So yeah, very but, exciting. Uh, a couple of dogs that we've looked at have been adopted. And um, so 
you know, we need to, we actually need to decide if we're really going to do this and put a deposit down and, you know, make a, make a commitment. Yeah. And, uh, so that's, yeah, that's the, the big thing. And then, yeah, other than that, uh, nothing new on the adoption front. Uh, and I'm trying to think, I know that's going so slowly. Yeah. I mean, it's so adoption for gay couples is a lot harder than it is for straight couples. Um, yeah, I'm sure so, it's not even that easy for straight couples. Like, no, but it, I mean, because I've known some straight couples. Well, I think that just I'm just saying that to say that how hard it is even for a gay couple because I've known straight couples that have fate. Yeah, even for them, it take it can take a year or more to adopt. And yeah, because and there's a lot of like restrictions and it's similar. There are a lot of restrictions in place. Um, a lot of situations where things just don't work out for whatever reason. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, you know. Yeah. So, you know, so not so let alone like a gay couple. Right. You know? So it's I think it's more complicated with a gay couple and we're not looking for a baby. So right, right. We're, we're not adopting internationally, you know, so it's sort of finding the right fit for, um, you know, a kid in who's in the system, you know, essentially mm -hmm. in, the, in the adoption system and the foster care system and the right that system. So there's, you know, they have past traumas and um, complicated fam family situations that, you know, affect their behavior and which is all understandable. So, you know, I think Dennis and I are really clear on what we can handle and what we can't handle. Mm -hmm. And um, so and we're also really specific about the age. We want a younger kid uh, on the younger side so that we have an opportunity to uh, change, you know, work with them and change and give them a life that they'll remember versus the life that they're leaving. Mm -hmm. You know, we want it, we want it to be, we want to, we want their memories with us to be more prominent than the memories of their previous life. Mm -hmm. um, especially developmentally. So that's really important. So yeah. we also know that, we're, you know, we're both going to be working. And so there's also that piece of it. So yeah, it's a it's a definitely a complicated process, and so we're approaching ten months now doing this, and um, so there's a you know a lot to to do, and, you know yeah. there's still a ways to go, and and we're not any further along than we were ten months ago necessarily. So, right, so there's right. that. Um, I'm trying to think. I mean, those are the big things right now. Um, the dog is sort of the new big thing, and. Um, oh, and then, you know, I, which I mentioned at the top of the show, uh, you know, we're both running a half marathon in six weeks. So right. uh, there's training for that. And and it's, uh, if, you know, running is feeling good now. Mm -hmm. Not, you know, I I was explaining to a coworker this morning, you know, that first mile is usually the tough one. And then you kind of get into the groove. But like, you're like, it's that first little bit, but before it was, you know, you didn't get over that until further along. And now it's much sooner that you kind of, once you're, once I'm running, I feel, you know, I get into the groove and, and it's, and it's fine. So, and I also feel stronger. My legs feel stronger and uh, yeah, so that's going really well. And we're, you know, next, you know, starting on Saturday, our number, you know, we go up another notch. So 
Um, so yeah, so it's, uh, we're four, you know, in midway through our fourth week of training and yeah. we've got five weeks left and after this and so, yeah, so That's exciting. Yeah. You know, so we goals, goals, up. goals. Yeah. And, you know, we're talking about signing up for some other races too. So I think that that's, uh, I'm not, you know, I, I, my goal probably is I'm probably going to do a mar full marathon within the next year. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, so trying to plan. Why would you do that? Yourself? Uh, it's, you know, it's a, uh, physical feat that I want to accomplish. Oh my God. Uh, so yeah. So yeah, that's, uh, that's primarily what's going on, uh, over here. Um, yeah, well, you have a lot, you have a lot going on. Yeah. Besides yeah. the, you know, all the stuff that's going on with work. So, right. Well, you know, there's that too. Yeah. So, and the, ho the holidays are right around the corner. It's not that far away. That's true. Yeah. We're we busy. We're yeah. almost into October. Yeah. Oh my God. Actually, when this episode comes out, it's October 1st. So yeah. Pumpkin season officially. Uh, yeah. We're getting into the, and it's getting cooler and darker earlier, which I'm not really psyched about. Yeah. No, it's getting, it's getting dark much sooner now. Yeah. Which is, uh, when I get, you know, I, I just don't you like get, this. You get, I, you get sad. <laughs> like, I get sad. I get seasonal yeah. affective disorder a little bit. Yeah. yeah so yeah. But uh, yeah, so that's what's going on over here. Cool. All right. Well, that's an update on our lives. Yeah. Do you want to talk really quickly, Mike, about our sponsor? Absolutely. Uh, Fansets is our exclusive sponsor of Deep Space Pride and the Trek Geeks Podcast Network. Mm -hmm. And uh, this week coming out what is coming out this week i want to say oh my oh my god um so what is coming out this week so I october 1st oh here we go october 1st <laughs> i was looking for the list okay Did not have that up i was not ready for that transition you mean uh, the segment that we have every week yes thank you sarcasm <laughs> you're welcome uh so coming out on October 1st, this Friday, we have the Zindi Commander Dolim. We have Dr. Jillian Taylor from Star Trek IV. She's in. She's actually in her end of Star Trek IV uniform, not uh, whatever she was wearing. I don't even know what she was wearing during the, the film. But uh, we have Admiral Kirk in his monster maroon uniform. And we have Bellana Torres from the Women of Trek series. So that's all coming out this Friday, October 1st. And if you'd like to get 10% off your order of at fansets.com, mm -hmm. you can put the code DSPRIDE, all caps, all in, caps. Uh, in your as a coupon code, and you'll get 10% off. And if you order more than $30 of pins, which there are so many great pins out there, uh, then you will uh, get free shipping in the US. And, and I was looking at these and I, I, I need to pick up the Dadmiral and uh, you need to start a new pin board. I, That's what I need might to need to start a new pin board. And uh, I also Jet Reno is coming out. So uh, maybe I, maybe it's, she's coming out on the 15th, I think, of October. So yes, Jet. 
love her. So yeah, we we love Jack Reno. So yeah, so go on over to Fansets and uh, support them. They support us, and uh, we are super grateful for their support. So go uh, go shop with them, and we want to thank Fansets for being our sponsor. Thanks, Fansets. Cool. Well, Johnson, right. why don't you tell our listeners how they can get a hold of us if they want to give us their thoughts on this week's Lower Decks episode, which I'm not going to try to repeat for the fifth time this episode because <laughs> embarrassment, embarrassment. Um, yeah, if you want to reach us, you can reach us on email or social media. You can email us at dcspride at gmail.com or you can DM us or comment on one of our posts on Twitter or Instagram and our handles there are at Deep Space Pride. There we go. Well, another week in the can. We are less than a month away from Prodigy launching. Oh my God. Uh, which I'm actually really excited about. So yes, I am that. very excited for Prodigy. Uh, I am moderately excited for Discovery season four. <laughs> I'm I'm very Moderate. excited for uh, Discovery Moderate. season four. Uh, you know, live action Star Trek is uh, is great, and uh, I'm hoping I'm looking forward to that. I'm, yeah. So. Um. Cool. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, I think that does it. Up. Yeah. Thanks everyone for listening, and we'll see you back here next week. Bye, everyone. Deep Space Pride is a production of Coconut Media Works. Executive producers Bill Smith and Dan Davidson. For more great Star Trek discussion, discover the other shows of the Trek Geeks podcast network at trekgeeks.com or find us in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app.